As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Buried in your skull. And when he awakes, it's you who awake. Then you will realize, were he not in you, he could not emerge from you. And no one can ascend into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. For you'll realize who it is when you wake. And you will know that not until that moment did you realize that you had been buried. Not for one moment did you entertain the thought that this was not a dream. This was all a dream and you didn't know it. And the dreamer was buried in you all along. And the dreamer was... God. His first name was Joseph the dreamer. His name was changed from Joseph to Joshua which means Jesus. And Jesus and Jehovah are identical in meaning. Jehovah saves and Jesus is called the savior of the world. And so the dreamer Joseph was buried in man and his name changed from Joseph to Joshua which is Jesus. So when the dream awakes, it is God who awakes. And then God's play is the gospel. So the gospel must now unfold itself in the one in whom God awakes. So the first thing is resurrection. He awakes. And then comes his birth from above. For you are told, unless you are born from above, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Now you're on your way back to the source which you deliberately gave up to come down into this world of death. So it begins then with resurrection, quickly followed in a matter of seconds by your birth from above. And then comes the play now. 
Here is the promise made real. The child is laughing. Then comes the discovery, 1,000 years later, if you read the play, and it would be a repetitious play, over and over with no escape. And suddenly now, the son is going to appear, and you escape. The son appears, and you know exactly who he is. Yet, between that son appearing, and the child's birth is a thousand years, if you read the story correctly. Yet in your own experience, it's only a matter of months between the appearance of the son and the birth from above. Exactly 139 days. And then here is a story buried in the book concerning the ascent and the escape from Israel, from Egypt. And it's all tied into a serpent. Who would have thought for one moment that that is literally true and that you experience it? And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And then you, like a fiery serpent, you ascend into heaven. And here is the being that you really are. That fiery power, infinite power, infinite wisdom. And it's God. So, if you are here tonight who wrote the letter, I hope my friend who asked it, because that was Stan who asked it, what is the story concerning Abraham tied into this? Well, I thought I made it clear, but evidently I didn't. I hope I did to him because he asked it. But the story begins with Abraham. And people take it as a physical story. It's not a physical story. The drama is unfolding in man. So you come into this world and assume death. These bodies die. They seem so strong and then they wax. But there comes that turning point and then they wane. And then they fade. And then they vanish. So everything dies. We're told the stars are melting. So everything in this universe is dying. But there's something buried in it that cannot die. It is God. And when I read the Monday morning papers after the services on Sunday, I stand aghast at these men who are talking from pulpits and speaking of the story of Jesus Christ as some little secular history that took place 2,000 years ago. It has nothing to do with any man who walked the face of this earth 2,000 years ago. It is all about the eternal plan. And it's Christ in man, in humanity. But he comes one by one, he awakens in each. And together it forms the one man. And that one man is God. As Blake said it so beautifully, Thou art a man, God is no more. Thy own humanity learn to adore. If you humble yourself, you humble me. Because God is man. God actually became humanity. Every child, whether the child be a moron or not, it became every child. And he tells us, it's only a little while that you suffer. But we, suffering, think it's so long. How long, oh Lord, who long? How long? But then he promises us, when the chief shepherd is manifested, the chief shepherd, but who is the chief shepherd? Is he not God? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
And when the chief shepherd is manifested, then you will see his glory. For the shepherd is God, and the Son glorifies the Father. You will see the Son, and then you will know who you are. And I can't tell anyone the thrill that comes to you when memory is restored. When all of a sudden your memory returns, and you have been sleeping for these thousands of years, dreaming this dream of life. Well then, you have awakened. As Shelley tells it so beautifully, that statement. He has awakened from the dream of life. It is we who are lost in stormy visions and keep with phantoms an unprofitable strife. But we are the ones spoken of in Scripture when they use the word Jesus Christ. You are Jesus Christ. But you are sleeping. And I know from my own experience you would not be here. Those who are faithful in coming here. Were you not at the end? You are at the end. I'm not saying you will not suffer between now and then. You are civilized and you have friends and relatives that you love dearly. And you will have the experience of saying goodbye to those you love dearly. And they will have the experience of saying goodbye to you. It's all part of the play. That you may suffer with Christ for just a little while. And the God of all grace, well, grace means the gift of God to man, unearned, unmerited, which is the gift of himself. He raises us from sonship to fatherhood. He raises all sons to glory. Well, if he raises them to glory, and glory is God, he raises you to God the Father. <coughs> and who's sitting here tonight, who in the world, I'm speaking of everyone in the world would actually have thought for one moment without revelation that they are the father of the son of God they can't even bring themselves to believe that they are the son of God far less being the father of the son of God and I tell you you are destined to have the experience of being God the father and his son calling you father and you will know it this is not a play anymore suddenly reality returns this is the play and then all of a sudden reality in the midst of it all returns and that was buried there all along and no one saw it so when we read in the first epistle the first chapter of Peter that the prophets who prophesy of the suffering they inquired as to what person or what time was meant when it was indicated concerning the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glory and it was revealed to them it's not about you about others in this world it's not about the prophets who re recorded it it's all about those who will come at the fullness of time and you are the one spoken of in scripture so the glory, well, what man in this world could even conceive of it? When you speak of the glory of a son, there is nothing that you can use, no image in the world that you can use to radiate this glory or to describe the glory. 
But you are man. You remain. Your body I cannot describe. I can describe the face. <clears throat> I can describe the hands and the voice. But I can't describe the body. It's radiant. And it's all power. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> and it's all wisdom. And it's all love. The form is infinite love. The human form divine is all love. And how can I describe love as a form? And yes, exactly what I mean. <clears throat> because when you stand in the presence of God, He is infinite love, and you can't think of anything but love in His presence, and you're He. For the minute He embraces you, and you fuse and you become one, the very face that you saw becomes your face. <clears throat> Yet, you are protein being, and for purposes of your own, you can assume any form, any face. But the face, all the world that face. So in the end, there's only one body, one spirit, one Lord, one God and Father of all. And you are that one. And may I tell you, it's going to happen to you whether you ate it or not, and you can't eat it. It's a gift. It's being restored. He will restore and establish and strengthen you after you have suffered a little while. Read that in the fifth chapter of Peter. I think it's the tenth verse. After you suffer a little while, the God of all grace, that's the one, who will give you his glory, which is giving you himself. So no matter what the suffering of anyone in this world today, it is nothing compared to the glory that is to be revealed in us. So when Paul wrote that marvelous letter to the Romans, he said, I consider the sufferings of this present time not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. And he ends it on that fabulous note that no power in the world can separate us from the love of God. For God is love and you are incorporated into the body of love. And no power in the world can separate you from it. So do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal which comes upon you to prove you as though something strange were happening to you. It will come. I went through it. And you think you're going insane. And if you voice what is happening to you, those around you will be concerned because they will think you're going insane. But may I tell you, you are not going insane. These things happen. And then suddenly, out of the nowhere, that entire plan comes together into focus and you are the central character and the whole thing erupts within you. Were it not in you, it could not erupt. If God was not now immersed and buried in you, he could not unfold in you. And he unfolds himself in that plan. 
and it begins with his awakening in you as you you don't see another one awakening it's you you awake and you know exactly where you are you're in your skull but you also know what it is you know it is a tomb you no doubt in your mind as to what it is it's a tomb there's no doubt as to the fact it is sealed but you also have an innate wisdom as to how to get out and you know you simply push and something's going to roll away and you do you push and something rolls away and you come out just like a child being born and then the witnesses are there as told us in Genesis that's where Abraham comes in there were three who suddenly appeared he did not see them approaching from without they suddenly appeared bringing the news of birth and Abraham believed and it was accounted unto him for righteousness therefore righteousness in scripture is equated with faith he had the faith to believe that nothing was too hard for God so he believed and it was accounted to him for righteousness while the whole vast world takes the word righteous and uses strange concepts of it some holy concept has nothing to do with that can you believe the most incredible story in the world that you are going to have a child now go beyond that into a more incredible state that you're going to be born out of your own skull and the proof of your birth is going to be a child wrapped in swaddling clothes can you believe that well that's the story told as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.